following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN. You are home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Guys, I'm going to do something that I haven't done in a couple of years. Oh, God. This is... You don't have to get this personal on the show. I might be getting a little bit personal, but it's not just... It's not me. It's towards some other folks. Oh, okay. I want to give the K-State men's basketball team a pep talk. That's That's a good idea. The last time I did that... Was actually it might it might have been three years ago. I'm trying to remember when K State won the Big Twelve title and they hosted KU and they won that game by like seven points. You know, Kamal <laughs> Stokes, Barry Brown, Dean Wade. That year, that this, was that was a post. I gave no. I gave that was a pregame pep talk. Wow. I was like, you guys need it. You need to be fired up for this one, and it worked. Wow. It worked. I got them all riled up. <laughs> So I, I think I'm going to do that here in just a few minutes. But I do oh. want to tell you what is coming up on the show as we, we're live, live on a Friday, not originally scheduled. Yep. We pulled the audible yesterday with no uh, Manhattan High School basketball tonight. But coming up in the next segment, one of my favorite guests to bring on the show is Texas Tech Powercat Game Day reporter Ryan Hyatt. We had him on a few months ago to talk about the coaching change with the football program. Really funny guy. But he knows his Texas Tech, and he's going to come on and talk about the Red Raiders in basketball. I'm going to ask him, does he even know the name Chris Beard anymore? Does nope. he know who I'm talking about <laughs> I know. at that po- at this point with yep. the, the role the uh, Red Raiders are on right now? Mitch Palm will be coming back in hour number two. We'll get the best of Bruce. Just had a press conference, actually, less than an hour ago, plus number one song of the day and Ask Us Anything. But, you know, I, I, I'm not really ever one of those – people that want to see my team lose just to maybe benefit off of a coaching change or a draft pick or something like that. No. I want wins. And I want to win on Saturday. Oh, yeah. It's an interesting time. You know, Texas Tech, this is going to be their fourth game in eight days. And they're beating everybody right now. And they're looking really good doing it. I mean, they're flashy. They they are an attractive basketball team because they kind of do it all. They're hitting shots. They take Nobody takes more charges in NCAA basketball than the Texas Tech Red Raiders. They are fun to watch. I'll admit it. They win. Oh. Uh, there's a clip rolling around Twitter of uh, turnover they created against Oklahoma State to go up 10 nothing, and Oklahoma State called a timeout right after. But it was a jump, steal, throw, alley-oop, dunkaroni. And it reminded me of like the 2009, 2010 cats, like just so athletic. They're just throwing the ball up in the air and saying, let's, let's create a cool dunk here. They're scary, dude. They are so scary. Mark Adams is a good coach who took over yes. for Chris Beard. He coached under Chris Beard at Texas Tech, but he, he also, I mean, he was, co- he's coached at every level. He's been a Juco guy, NAIA, uh, Division Two, Division One, like all over the place. This yeah. guy's like kind of a, kind of a cool guy. He didn't get on the plane. Is the Texas Tech thing for Mark Adams? He didn't get on the plane because Chris Beard told him, "I got you middle seat, buddy. We're going." <laughs> and he didn't get on the plane. Oh my God! They're they are so scary. Oh boy, they are scary. But you know, 
man, if there is one thing that could maybe jumpstart anything, anything yeah. possible, uh-huh. anything, you know, uh, would be a win. Yeah. If that's even possible. This is a tough team that is rolling right now. I don't read too much into playing four games in eight days. You know, it's basketball. You know, when it's tournament time, you're playing three or four straight days in some right. leagues. Maybe even five if you make a deep run like UConn did one year. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know what? Coach Mitch is here. Coach Mitch, inspirational speaker Mitch, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> I need to talk to the K-State men's basketball team for just a moment. We're going to pretend, you know, this is locker room time. It's 10 minutes away from tip-off. You know, this is an 11 a.m. game. They need to be woken up a little bit. Oh, yeah. They need to uh, stop thinking about Zs and start thinking about Ws. Wow. That's a good – where did you get that? Did you just make that up? I'm rolling with it, man. No notes. I'm looking at the Tennessee Titans schedule right now. (laughs) That is what's on my computer screen. Oh, you're going off the top of the dome. Yeah, I mean, when you're you're an inspirational speaker, you get to come in with that rah-rah spirit. You can't just script something. This isn't the WWE. No, it's not. You come in hot, ready to go with some bullet points, and you just let it fly. And I'm not even really coming with, with bullet points. I'm going to make it up right now, and I want to get this team fired up. All right. I'm going to shut up because I'm going to be quiet, okay? You too, Big Steve. Don't say a word. All right. You ready? Yes. Okay, boys. Have a seat. Have a seat. Need to speak to you for just a moment here. We got a big one, guys. We got a big one. Texas Tech is in town. This is the 19th ranked team in the country. What is K-State ranked? You're not. You're 0-4. People want Bruce Weber to be fired, done, out of here. You tonight, as in this morning, 11 a.m., first game on the docket. This is what people are waking up to. K-State on national television today has the opportunity to date down the hottest team in college basketball right now. They're 19th. They could easily springboard into the top 10 with the week they've had. But K-State can interrupt that. K-State can make history. You're making strides, guys. You're making strides. Did you have that giant lull you've had in the past against TCU? No. It came down to a couple of plays. It wasn't the best game, but I know you got the best inside of you. I want consistent K-State. I want Mark Smith to go get every single rebound, create transition, and find Marquise Noel down the middle of the court so he'll get in there and score. And speaking of you, Marquise Noel... You are carrying this team along with Nigel Pack. At 5'7", you shouldn't be the superstar that you are, but you are a superstar. Because you are a star inside, you believe in yourself, and K-State believes in you. But I need a smarter Marquise Noel. I need the Marquise Noel that knows to make the right decisions. Because sometimes, sir, you're like that quarterback that doesn't know when to throw it away. You take it inside to get yourself into trouble. Against this team, you cannot afford those mistakes. Texas Tech is ready to take a charge. And nobody wants to see a 5'7 guy just run right into somebody who's 6'11 and get called for a charge. Texas Tech is going to get those kind of calls. Marquise Noel, smart guy. You're a smart guy. I need you to help lead this team. Nigel Pack, I've always believed in you, man. You never come up with lulls. You hit your shots. You need to lead this team into the battlefield and come out with a W. Where's my bigs at? Where's my bigs? You're in the back. Of course you're in the back. Nobody could see over you. 
I need you guys focused. Don't worry about when you get the basketball getting fouled. Get the ball up to your chest. Pivot and score with every ounce of strength you've got. I don't want lazy. I don't want hesitation. I want strength. Be the strongest player in the paint. Casey, you got the bulkiest arms I think I've ever seen. You look in crazy shape. Show off that strength. Davion Bradford, I need you to toughen up, kid. I need you to toughen up. You could have helped K-State win that game on on, uh, a couple of days ago. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Forget about it. It's in the past. You're 0-4. We need 1-4. Can't get there without Davion Bradford. Selton Miguel, I need you to finish at the rim, buddy. I need you to finish. You are the piece that keeps this team together. You are the backbone of K-State men's basketball. Finish the shots and keep playing that great defense. Guys, we're a few minutes away from heading out there. You're going to probably notice there's not a lot of people out there. And that's because a lot of people don't believe in us. It's time to change the opinion. It's time to bring back K-State men's basketball. And guys, it starts this morning against Texas Tech, a team that we had to split a championship three years ago in the Big 12. Well, it's time to split them open, draw some blood, and go get a W. Let's go get it, boys. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, who was that guy? That was good. I'm pumped up. I'm fired up. That that was good. They needed it. They needed it. They Wow. I, I let me let me say this about Bruce Weber. It's something I've always admired about Bruce Weber, and it's his spirit. And and Marquise Noel and Mark Smith were talking about how, you know, a great guy always has them prepared, a lot of energy. I, I do love the Bruce Weber energy. I don't think nobody cares about his team more than Bruce Weber does. No. When you see it on the floor, it, it, he gets made fun of all the time for all the yelling he does, but I mean, I just see that he's him just trying to coach and caring. Right, like, I, I'm, right. I'm right. sorry, I see it differently than you know some guy. It, maybe it's the voice you don't like. I don't know, but he can't help it. Right, you know. Right, it is what it is. He is who he is. Oh man, I I I'm someone that I've always played better for people that yelled a lot than someone who's uh, like too. way uh, like sit back. I, uh, for a while, I you know like. Seven years ago when I joined a gym, I had a trainer for a while. I was like, dude, you just kind of tell me what to do and just standing back and watching me. Like, I need – like in high school, I remember – let me give a, give a couple of shout-outs here. Um, Paul Lane mm-hmm. brought the energy in the uh, the Clay Center locker room and, uh, and Coach Mike Hayes. Mike, he works at K-State, still my favorite coach I've ever had. I mean, nobody got me more fired up than Coach Hayes. Yeah. And he yelled at us. Uh-huh. It's There's a certain level of, and it's a balance, between motivating people and just straight-up yelling at people. Um, you can yell to get your point across, but as long as there's that balance where you're loving people up at the same time and it's there's rah-rah stuff in it too, you can yell all day. I don't really care. Um, but it has to be a, you have to strike a balance. There has to be a balance between being super angry and just screaming all the time 
but motivating people. Well, yeah, you're not, you're not yelling at them and calling them a bum and you're a piece of crap and you can't lift anything. <laughs> I mean, Why are you here? Like that kind of stuff. Like, remember when I was lifting weights, you could hear a coach going, lift that blank, you know, yeah. or push it, push it. That's you got, awesome. You know, just, just screaming and yelling with a loud music. Like, I love that kind of That's environment. what it is. I, I had. I don't <laughs> know if you can really get away with that anymore, though. Probably not. I, I, obviously, I haven't been in a locker room in many years. I don't know how things go anymore or a weight room with right. student athletes. Probably not. I, I, uh. At Hutch, at Hutch Juco, I had we had coaches yell us, yelling at us during breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> These guys were mean, man, and they were like, at during games, people's parents were shocked at what they heard and what they uh, what they were saying, and uh, we were like, Dang, "You should come to practice. <laughs> you should see what they do and say at practice." So if you can strike that balance and still yell and motivate folks, um, you can be. Hard nosed when you have to be, but you can also love them up when you have to do it. I think Bruce Weber does a great job of showing these guys he has compassion for them as a student athlete and as a person. He cares about that. He does care about that. And that carries a lot of weight because, especially guys, you think of guys that transfer, they transfer because the last place they probably didn't treat them like that. And they probably said things like, you're not here to do this. You're here to play basketball and that's it. You know, and there's people that don't like that. They want to, they want to know that you care about them and that's what they'll lay it, they'll lay it on the line for you. It's just unfortunate that we're just missing a certain something else too. You know, we, we got the camaraderie and we got the closeness and we've got all that stuff in, I mean, we got it all and it looks great and it sounds great. And these guys are circling the wagons but there's just something else that we're that we're missing, and it's happening for the last few seasons, and especially the last few games. We're just choking them away, and that's great that you love the guy, but you got to find a way to win. You know, like you got to find a way to you got to deep down inside pull it from somewhere and gut one of these wins out, man. If you love the guy so much, lay it on the line. I see, I hear it, and I I see it, and I do believe these guys. But then in the game they wilt, and I want—I don't know—I I want if you love him and you care about him so much, and you want to win so bad for him, go out there and bust it and do it. You know what I'm saying? Act like this is the last game you're ever going to play in your entire life, and go get it. Go get a win. Let's go. Have you ever thought about coaching? Yes. Um, I have coached, you ever coached? I coached a uh, no. I <laughs> I can't I can't do that because this will be fourth grade Little Caesars Manhattan Parks and Rec basketball. Come on, guys, you gotta fill in the zone there. Oh no, I'll be all over that. Oh, I'm just I'm somebody I I do well with that kind of rah rah stuff. I I'll run through a wall if you if you talk like that to me. I'll run right through a wall. Speaking of rah rah, Ryan Hyatt. <laughs> Oh. Texas Tech power kit. Well, there's no real comparison there. I just I love his energy. Yeah, funny guy. He's coming in next. Ryan Hyatt, Texas Tech power cat game day reporter, coming up. The game continues on KMA. I'm about to speak with Ryan Hyatt, Texas Tech Powercat Game Day reporter. But before we get to Ryan, I just wanted to bring this up, this coincidence. So the K-State men 
Their record is 8-7. and seven. Tomorrow they are hosting a ranked Texas Tech game, team number 19 in the country. Their record is 13-3. and three. Mm-hmm. The K-State women are 13-3. and three. They're ranked, and they're visiting Texas Tech Saturday. Texas Tech women are 8-7. and seven. No How way. How about that wild coincidence? No. Are you serious? It's a little weird, right? That's odd. And what... So, and they're, it's like back-to-back. Back-to-back yeah, games, too. Yeah, yeah. Men are at 11 a.m. and the women at 2 p.m. What is that about? That's weird. So, yeah, the men will be done like, you know, 1 o'clock-ish, and then you get a little bit of a breather, go get, make a sandwich, <laughs> go get, you know, get whatever you want to eat, get a drink, get your bib on, and get ready for the uh, Lady Cats and Lady Raiders then in you, Lubbock. You see the mirror images. You know what I'm saying? That's cra- that is crazy. There's, it's got to be the first time that's ever happened. We're speaking now with uh, Texas Tech Powercat game day reporter Ryan Hyatt. Uh, Ryan, if I brought up the name Chris Beard, would you have any clue who I'm talking about? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What? Chris Beard? What? Chris Beard. You're not coming in really well. What? Try again. Chris Beard? Chris Beard. Oh, I think he works at Lonjong Silver, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, last I heard he was Red Lobster, but... <laughs> Yeah, Chris Beard, uh, you know, he uh, no longer a Red Raider guy. So uh, how about this Mark Adams guy? You feeling pretty good about him? Yeah, and uh, full disclosure, I have known Coach Adams for a long, long time uh, here in West Texas. I even worked for Coach Adams briefly when he was the partial, uh, part, partial part owner and general manager of an independent hockey team in Lubbock in the late 90s, early 2000s. I uh, I got I got roped into trying to bring an arena football team in. I thought I was going to be the play by play guy and the assistant general manager. So not only is he a coach, but he's maybe a swindler trying to get you to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the, the, we ended up not with it. No, I'm not surprised. Long story short, no, I'm not surprised by the success he is having. Uh, and Chris Beard uh, has long said the X's and O's, and particularly the defense. A lot of that was Mark Adams. So there might have been people sleeping on what he had been doing, and I get that. I understand it. And they also didn't know who he was just from a culture guy, a recruiting guy. He seems very laid back. Uh, let me, again, say, having worked for him, he's not laid back. <laughs> He'll fight a bear with a stick. <laughs> that, that's funny because if, if you just look at a picture of him, it looks like the chillest guy that knows how to make a, a, a white Russian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking with Ryan Hyatt, Powercat Game Day reporter for the Cats, also the founder of uh, the Raiderland.com. Great uh, place to get your Texas Tech info. And speaking of that, I was looking at your website. So, what's the story here about Adonis Arms, which, by the way, fantastic name, getting an yeah. NIL deal during the last game? Yeah, uh, last night during the Oklahoma State game, and uh, Arms has had a couple of really good games, good guard. Um, and so Raising Canes, the local Raising Canes, tweeted out during the game, hey, we see you, we hear you, uh, we got to get with you. And I'm like, two years ago, if that had happened, everybody's on probation and tech shut down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you're getting Raising Canes and free cane sauce, and it's beautiful. I love America. <laughs> it's one of those things like, Ryan, this is Dave from the game. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, Pick your favorite restaurant and just shout them out. You know, if you're a player, just say, "Hey, Pizza Hut, love your stuff," and you're probably going to get a deal. I, I've never, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Of course, because this is 
you know, new stuff. But, I mean, how about that? How crazy is that? I love it. And like I said, you know, two years ago, everybody's on probation for that. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's it's a great story and everything. I think, I think back to me, if that had been me circa early 90s, I'm like, you know, tweeting out at a gentleman's club and things don't work out very well. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. With Ryan Hyatt, Texas Tech Powercat Game Day reporter. So the, the Red Raiders right now, one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in, in men's college basketball right now. How, first of all, how does Texas Tech pull off that home victory against Kansas without top two scores? Defense first and foremost. And I think as we watch this Kansas team, and I'm not going to take anything away from what Texas Tech did uh, last Saturday in that, but you, you can defend Kansas. You can make them uncomfortable. And Tech made Kansas uncomfortable, and they just kept hanging around, hanging around, and they were able to finish the game. Uh, after that, you know, the win against Baylor, very similar story. You get Kevin McCullough back a little bit, you just keep hanging around, and you have a lot of emerging, I'm not going to say stars, but uh, role players, if we want to use that term, like a Clarence Nadalny, who uh, is French. That's another country, by the way. <laughs> and and you, you were forced to play after Iowa State when you only had seven players. A lot of guys who hadn't played a lot of minutes. And they showed you something at Iowa State in that uh, 51-49, 52-49 loss that has translated to allowing this team to have an incredible bench to play hard defense and spread the minutes around. It's been very intriguing to watch. Not at all what I thought would happen with this team, by the way. Is Texas Tech one of the best examples in basketball, you think, when it comes to using the transfer portal to your advantage? Yes. And uh, not just using the transfer portal for bodies, but Mark Adams used it to have a very directed approach and structure of this roster. And the guy who works at uh, Long John Silver's now in uh, Austin, no, that's not true. He didn't really work. Chris Beard, the last couple of years at Texas Tech and at Texas, has been about acquiring the highest rated players you can get and will figure it out later. Mark Adams this last year, starting in April, was about let's have a very directed approach to structuring the roster that will be complementary, that we think these guys can work well together, have some, um, and I failed chemistry a lot, but he's pretty good at it, and have something called chemistry, and it's a very structured roster that way, and it's paying off. I don't know if that makes sense, but it sounds good, right? No, it does, and you can tell because these guys – Come together so well, especially on the on defense, and they just shut you down. They suffocate teams, and it's because everybody knows their role. They play it well, and they like it. <laughs> you know, like no one's trying to do anything out of what they're told to do, and they know that the formula works, and they do it to a T. Uh, how impressed have you been, especially on defense with this team? Uh, very, and you're right. They buy into it. They buy into playing defense, and that's you know half the battle on anything. Is if you can get player buy-in, so they look for players, and when I say they, I mean Mark Adams and his current staff that were willing to do that. That were willing to play defense first, and we'll figure out the offense after that. And I don't mean that that. I don't mean to say that Tech is not good offensively, but yeah, it starts with defense. They play inside out. They force you to the perimeter. They play goal out middle, and they invite you into taking bad shots. Now, if you go back to some of these games this year, when they got beat by Gonzaga, 
they made Gonzaga beat them on the perimeter, and Gonzaga did. When they beat Tennessee up there at Madison Square Garden, they invited them to take a bunch of threes, and Tennessee wasn't good enough to do it. So if you're going to beat Tech, nine times out of ten, from a defensive standpoint, they're going to try to make you do something you're typically not very good at. And so far, it's worked out pretty well. Ryan, you got me pretty uh, curious about this because you brought up that Tennessee game, and you know, if, if you jump back to D- your early December when that game took place, you might have thought, wow, that might have been the ugliest basketball game uh, we've seen in a while. But what, what was your mindset after that game? How did you feel about the team after that win? I'll go back to the Providence game a couple of days earlier, and Texas Tech at Providence just couldn't quite close it out. They weren't good enough offensively, but they they played pretty good defensively there at the and I love their arena name, the Dunkin' Donuts Center. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Are we kidding? Can we not have a Tim Hortons and we're getting bacon? <laughs> anyway, we saw signs of what they could do in that game, and I thought, okay, against Tennessee, and Tennessee's a pretty good basketball team. They went and took care of Arizona after that. That this team had the ability to make you uncomfortable. But it really it wasn't until the Gonzaga game that I really felt like this team had a chance to be somewhat special. If you go to the 12-minute mark in the second half of the Gonzaga game, that was a dead-even game. And Texas Tech was making them, again, try to beat you doing something they don't normally do. And they had two guys go off that don't normally hit threes that had a career day. And that's what it took. It was a gap of about five minutes, otherwise an even game. And after that game, you thought, okay, you have my attention. Let's see what you do from here. The rest of the non-conference schedule was so brutally bad. I mean, they were playing teams that don't have RPIs. Not bad RPIs. They don't even have them. they got no metrics. So you had no real feel for what it was going to be until you got into Big 12 play. Speaking with Ryan Hyatt from uh, the Texas Tech Powercat Game to Reporter, you can also follow him on Twitter, at Ryan Hyatt Media. So, you know, throughout the show, we're going to be just kind of previewing this matchup. And obviously, you know, K-State um, is not having the best results right now. Some close losses, and they've also blown some leads against good teams like Texas, or like, um, like Texas and also uh, West Virginia. That game was on the road when they're shorthanded. But now Texas Tech has shown without their top two scores they can go into a big game and win. But now how deadly is Terrence Shannon coming back, who announced his return to Texas Tech. Just how tough is this team going to be to stop? Well, I love how he announced his return. He did it on Twitter this morning, about an hour before my show. He said, you can't cage an animal like this too long. I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know the impact he will have tomorrow, because when we're talking about a back injury, and they have listed the reasons for him to be out, back spasm. All right, I'm 52 years old. I have back spasm. That's not an injury. That's a, a symptom, right? So we don't know exactly what is causing that. I would say this. Um, I would think they would try to manage the minutes with uh, Shannon Jr. tomorrow. He is by far the best player offensively on this team. He will be a first-round draft pick, probably not lottery, but mid-late first round if he plays well and shows that the rest of the year. I would think tomorrow the biggest impact he has is mitigating minutes for everybody else. Nobody played more than 29 minutes last night for Texas Tech. This is a team in a four-game and seven-day stretch that the NBA Players Association would gripe about if they had to do it. 
So I think the biggest impact really that he has is that he can rest some of the other players tomorrow morning, uh, 11 o'clock, 11.06 tip-off uh, local Manhattan time. And remember, for you K-State Wildcat fans, tomorrow's tip-off is 3 p.m. Be sure and show up at 3 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, K-State's having a tough time just getting fans into the door for uh, <laughs> yeah. men's basketball right now, which is really unfortunate. But we, we always kind of make the joke around here, like when K-State has to play at Texas Tech and it's 11 a.m., oh, those Tech fans don't show up for 11 a.m. games. or They don't get up out of bed until 2. No. Hey, guys, I'm not buying that. I did a bunch of Lady Raider games <laughs> out there over the years at Bramley. And you could play at 1 in the morning, 2 in the afternoon, it didn't matter. They would be there. Unbelievable. I, I will say this. We are talking about this on my show today. I think Bramlage is one of the top two or three home court advantages uh, in the Big 12 when folks are there. The way the arena is set up, and it just it, it's one of those places where the crowd creates a palpable, heavy feel uh, with the noise level that is generated in there. I... I love doing games in there. I hate doing games in there. <laughs> With Ryan Hyatt, Texas Tech Powercat Game Day reporter. So, are you going to be? Are you coming to Manhattan? Or are you staying in Lubbock? Oh heck no! I'm staying in Lubbock. We got a blue norther blowing in right now. I am actually driving home uh, and just pulled onto a dirt road, so I'm going to pull over so I don't bounce around too bad. Uh, we got a blue norther blowing in right now. It was 70 degrees about an hour ago. Uh, here in about three hours, it's going to be 38 degrees. Oh boy! Wow. Oh boy! Well, you guys are used to that up there. You guys call that spring. <laughs> oh, yeah, spring. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, pre-winter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you going to take in the uh, ladies tomorrow? You going to watch some uh, Aoka Lee and K-State women's basketball? Uh, no, uh, my son's got some stuff going on, so I won't be able to take that in tomorrow. But um, as far as the Lady Raiders go, you know, they had that big win a week and a half ago against Texas. Couldn't back it up last two games. They're getting better. And I'll say this, the Big 12 is better when K-State women are good, when the Lady Raiders are good, those teams need to be good, and I, I hope we get a good game out of it. Yeah, the, anything that gets Texas and Baylor out of the uh, top two of the Big 12 every single year, yeah, I am, uh, Ryan, I'm all for it. Absolutely, I'm with you on that. All right, Ryan, hey, appreciate your time, and uh, I guess we'll talk to you soon the next time, uh, well, hopefully it's not the next time the Raiders get a new coach, but hopefully we'll talk soon. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. You guys be well. It's always fun to be on up there. Uh, I, I, I love Manhattan. I love going up there. And uh, next time you guys come out, you know the deal. Bring a $10 bill and a clean shirt. You won't have to change either one. Oh, from last time, Ryan, I learned I need to bring a whole pack of white Hanes next time I come down there. <laughs> you got it. All right, Ryan, take care. That's Texas Tech Powercat Game Deal reporter Ryan Height on the game. Always appreciate him coming he's on. Cool. To me, he's a top three guest. Yeah, he's cool. He's man. a top three guest. He's a lot of fun. We're still going to do Mitch Palm coming up at five ten, but uh, up next the playoffs. Playoffs. They start tomorrow. We need to make some predictions. Does David G? Does he really not believe in the Chiefs in this run? We'll find out next. Ooh. I'm not a big Def Leppard fan. Oh my god, what? Are you serious? It's okay, this is my only favorite song by them. Not even gonna lie, no Shut cap. Up. No cap. Well, Let It Go. Yeah. Let It Go by Def Leppard is like was big for me. I love that song, but like 
I don't know. Lab, they were just dude. a little too radio friendly for me. Goobin, gleebin, globin, gobin. Oh, Rock of Ages. I want that played at my funeral. Um, Sarah, my wife, she's a lot younger than I and we, uh, and she loves them. Loves Def Lep. I've seen him twice in concert because of her, and I've become a bigger fan of them. I like them now. If I was to pick my like my favorite radio rock hit band, it's probably ACDC. Yeah, but I, I would put them over Def Leppard. ACDC and Def for sure. ACDC. Well, those over are like Def the Le- those are like the two yeah. big ones. I would think over Def Lep for sure. But um, love them, love them. That's also an offspring song. It is, but it ain't. It's not. Pretty fly for a white guy. Who who doesn't remember? I got that CD when I was like eight. I asked for it for my birthday, and Grandpa was like, What's this? He goes, I'll go down to Duck Dad was like, "Uh, It's offspring. Are you not hip? And your grandpa's like, Well, I'll make it down to Duck Walls and get him a CD. Took him 30 minutes to get in there. Oh, man. You made your grandpa buy it for you? No, no, no. My dad bought it, and grandpa was reacting to it like, what Ah, am I listening to? Dog, grandpas are the worst. They got the worst taste in music. So, I mean, this grandpa of mine grew up in San Antonio, Texas. He comes up here (laughs) for the Army. You know, all he listens to is, you know, like, Chicano music. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh Yes, the offspring would be a big contrast to what he, he grew like, up with. So my grand, my grandpa, he uh, he's a first generation Mexican American. You know his his family from straight up Mexico. He was watching uh, one night Jay Leno and Green Day was on, yeah, and okay. he was laughing. So, he laughed so hard. He was like, "Look at that guy!" Because you know they got the guitar all the way there, and he thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever seen in his life. <laughs> and I go, "You know what?" To him, it probably is like wild. Like, what is going on? Because he's a fifties crooner kind of guy. You know what okay. I mean? Like. I want to put your hand in my shoulder. I'm like, oh, jeez, Grandpa, that sucks. Speaking of music, though, just saw on Twitter a little bit ago, Tech 9 is performing yeah. at halftime of the uh, Chiefs-Steelers game. Yes, and then I saw not only that, but uh, Priest Holmes and somebody else are going to bang the drum, too. This game hmm. is going to be lit. And I was looking at like ticket prices. If you want, like... Secondary, there's like seventy bucks. Not bad. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you're way up there, of course, but yeah, right. it's not really not. I'll have to check out and see. If, get, get on the Chiefs Twitter account, but uh, the Chiefs Twitter account will have it. I, they, yeah, I did want to talk about though about the playoffs and how I feel it's just completely wide open. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel confident about the Chiefs going all the way. I really don't. The, it, the fickleness of their defense is is what holds me back, and also the return of Derek. Henry for the Titans. Titans are already good defensively. I think they might be the actually best defensive team that the uh, playoffs have this year, but you're adding back Derrick Henry to that offense. I mean, can you blame me for not wanting to take the Chiefs? I, 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 well, I, I'll say this. I don't think there is a team in the AFC that's like, we don't want to see the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Like They all feel like they're capable of beating them, which I think the years past probably wasn't that way. I think, first of all, I think the best defense, I hate to say, I think the best defense in the playoffs, AFC and NFC, is the Cowboys. That defense is ridiculous. When they're on, they are on. Well, yeah, they, yes, when they're sack, getting sacks and forcing Ooh, turnovers, yeah, they're they, good. But they also, 
I think they can be kind of fickle as well. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong, huge Cowboys fan. I mean, Micah Parsons has been really good this year, unblockable at some time in the secondary. You know, Diggs. can be massive when it comes. Yeah, Stephon Diggs go, going after and getting getting uh, interceptions. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been amazing this year, but. You know, sometimes they give up points, like the Cardinals game. Like it, the offense just doesn't start clicking either. Sometimes it just all kind of goes wrong at right, once, right? At the same time, and now they're just trying to claw back. Like, you know, the Cowboys did take advantage of a weak NFC East, but hey, the Cowboys can make a run. Anybody can make a run. I would not count out the Cincinnati Bengals. That might be crazy, pretty good. But I tell you what, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are freaking hot, yeah. right now. Pretty good, and that I wouldn't want to play them, yeah. But. I mean, out of the AFC, I'd easily take the Titans, but I think the NFC is the one that's a little bit more wide open. Out of the AFC, I wouldn't go past. You know, I don't. The Raiders, I don't think are going to go. I don't think the Patriots would go. You know, just stick. The Bills just aren't doing it for me. I would go either. It just feels like it's either a Titans or Chiefs thing. Um, I think maybe Bills, maybe Bing. I wouldn't go outside those guys. I think it's a. I think we're talking Bills, Chiefs. I think that's where it's going to go. I I got to look at the thing. Sorry. Um, I do. I just think the um, when the Chiefs played the Titans and when they had Derrick Henry in the playoffs, it didn't matter. They shut him down, and I think that's going to be the same thing. Even though he does look pretty good, I saw that somebody had practice footage of him, and he looks even better than he did before he injured himself, which is horrifying to think about. But I think it's the Chiefs, baby. Well, and in the NFC, it's anybody but the Eagles. <laughs> Anybody but the Eagles could go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends. Yeah. Who, the Rams are kind of like that second team out for me, but the Cardinals, 49ers, Cowboys, Bucks, Packers, it could be any of them. I, I've, I've been hearing it all week long. Right. Oh, the 49ers are going to upset the Cowboys. That's an easy pick. You know, Jimmy G, you know, he missed <laughs> some games, but they lost those games when they didn't have Jimmy G and all. Oh, come on. Dude. Come on. I don't need come to hear on. that. Jimmy G, come on! At the 49ers, you know they they choked in the Super Bowl. They could choke in any game. Whoa, Mitch, dude! It's okay to just be like, "Hey, I don't think they're going to win." You don't have to go for a low blow like that. I mean, of course, I'm going to take the Cowboys to win that first game. Good God! I just don't know who they play in that second game when they win. Obviously, it comes down to the seating. I'm you're you're taking the Chiefs, right? I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. I think it's going to be a Chiefs Packers um, kind of rematch. Uh, Super Bowl one rematch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would be interesting. The Packers are just like, just like too much, man. This old man, Aaron Rodgers. Super spreader. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he can't uh, get vaxxed. You know, yeah. that's that's the whole storyline. Aaron Rodgers not vaccinated, whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm. You know, the Chiefs are... <laughs> I'm telling you guys, you know, I know people don't probably care if you're a Chiefs fan, but hey, you're you're kind of now the Tom Brady New England Patriots. Like you're winning and you're going to these Super Bowls and you're winning AFC championships and and the guys on we're gonna start hating you soon. Your guy, your guy is on TV all like we're all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. So it'd be Chiefs and Bills locking up in the second round. Yeah, I don't think so, they, yeah they wouldn't play. It'd, it'll be it's be Chiefs and Titans in the championship AFC championship. Green Bay, Tampa in the NFC, Chiefs, Green Bay, and Chiefs taking the Super Bowl in your face. Nah. Oh. 
if the Chiefs and Cowboys somehow played each other in the Super Bowl, that would be an entire meltdown. Oh not my only God. my family, but on the show. Oh, yeah. Everybody I know, it's going to oh. be a war for a couple of weeks. Oh, boy. Hour two of the game going to feature Mitch Palm and also Best of Bruce. Number one song, Ask Us Anything. It's all coming up. Hour two of the game is going to be amazing.